that magic that's in the world when you're still little uh, that, of course, when we become adults, we realize it's just a big pile of gray shit. I work a crappy job. I'll just buy my candy. There's no magic in the world anymore. Yeah, that's the problem <laughs> with being an adult. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. I hope you set your ears to listen because we're going to set our mouths to talking, delivering verdicts on topics that are selected at random. What could be more exciting? But before we get to the talkie-talkie, let's find out who you're going to be listening to. Uh, today, joining me, as always, is the fine gentleman, Michael Hodgins. Michael, how is the life of modeling? Well, uh, it's non-existent, but... Uh, you're not really a model. I just wanted to boost up your self-esteem, because you're a handsome man. Th- that wouldn't boost my self-esteem. Everyone would think I was dumb. <laughs> Well, oh, that's a stereotype. We're already I know. going in the stereotypes. We're like one minute into the show, and we're discriminating plus, against people. Whoa, what's that about, voice? There's, there's a voice, but it hasn't been introduced to the people. Time. It's Crofton Steers, the phantasmal voice of unreason. Hi, Crofton. Hey, Bo. And I'm uh, the introducing person, Bo Schwartz. All right, so let's get it out there. How are you guys doing today? Are you ready to do a show? I'm, I'm, I've just gotten over like a horrid cold. <laughs> so I'm like ready to do a show, but kind of like, you know, feel like I've just weathered this storm and I'm kind of like washed up on a beach and just like, oh, oh, thank God I'm alive. It's sort of how I feel. It's such a it's first a world way to describe like a cold. <laughs> well, it was a bad cold. I'd yeah. say up there on the worst ones I've ever had. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty rough. But uh, I mean, and the worst thing about a cold of like, is that you go to the doctor and they're just like, oh yeah, well get some rest, I guess. Like, there's nothing they can do for vi- viral infections. You know, like give me some antibiotics. It's like, well, those don't work. All right, you can't do that for. Uh, so you just got to basically bear it, and there's not much you can do. Anyways. So do you ever wonder, like, or do you ever feel like, man, it's I'm so fortunate to be the age that I am because maybe this cold that I have, if I was like an infant or if I was an old person, might actually kill me and then you want the doctor to take you seriously well uh, my feeling wasn't like oh i'm so happy to feel like hell at age 35 uh that wasn't no that was not my feeling <laughs> well i'm sorry that you had the cold i'm, I'm glad you're now feeling better oh uh, well yeah hey how are you doing crofton it just occurred to me are you 35 i think so <laughs> and Bo, are you 35 i believe i am 35 i try not to acknowledge my age so wait a second, I'm now 34. So this is like the one month where I am really like a year younger than you guys. No, there's like two months. Sure, awesome, whatever. I'm like the baby. You're the baby of the good, bad, or bullshit uh, thing that we have. <laughs> Family. That podcast? Yeah. Well, certainly the most immature. <laughs> <laughs> have you met Bo? <laughs> I'm, I'm plenty mature. I'm like a wise person that people just don't quite get. I believe the term is idiot savant. Hey, I agree with deal, half of that. I'm actually three days older than Bo. So to the day, well, three days. <laughs> so I'm the elder here. So you guys should, you know, defer to my opinions generally. I generally do. All right. I, so then, uh, leader, what shall we do? We should get a topic going uh, randomly. 
Uh, we always get a topic going. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> uh, I was worse than <clears throat> normal because of this cold. Easy, Grandpa. <clears throat> uh, the topic today is rap. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. I happen to know that Bo likes rap. I love rap music. Uh, and that's that's partially the reason that I, I laughed, um, just because Bo is such a huge rap aficionado. So, Bo, why don't you take it away and uh, explain what rap is? Um, well, hmm, where to begin? No, um, I mean, most people will understand rap music as uh, someone who is um, in a musical, rhythmic manner, um, delivering poetry over fat beats and sweet bass lines um but not always uh but it's it's, it's a form of um of uh i don't want to say spoken poetry because it's it's wrapped it's it, the there's a musical poetry, cadence i can i interject the term poetry like i'm just thinking if you were to read slowly and eloquently the lyrics of most rap songs where you are I don't know, <laughs> lewd comments and just like sexual overtones and violence. It might not sound like poetry. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, we're, if we're just going to get into it, I mean, most people know what rap music is. Even if you don't like it, you know it's that irritating shit that's been on mainstream radio stations well, but isn't forever. It like, isn't it also like that its origins are in the kind of, in the fields, in the south, it was a way of sort of singing. Like, does it have those kind of historical? Well, a lot of a lot of North American music like comes from that sort of you know blues to rock yeah, the, to yeah, whatever. The, I guess the blues. But, and but, what is it? The eighties that it first kind of like grandmaster flung. Yeah, like well, the, <laughs> that's when that sort of this this modern this this modern movement of music began because it's less focused on. Um, you know, we talk about. You know, did it come from the south? And that's more guitar-based music, where this is very drum and rhythmic-centered uh, sort of style of music, where you know the emphasis is on the drums. Usually, the drums are the loudest things that you're hearing in a rap song, um, just underneath you know the, the the voice. And so, a lot a lot of times, the content of the lyrics are also more pronounced. Like you'll have some music if it's singing, it's kind of unintelligible what you might hear from someone, but rap music. Um, definitely the person rapping wants to be heard and generally there's 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 things that need to be said this person wants to be heard so really that's the the em the emphasis but of it it is it is very much a, a t one of these types of music that's tied up intrinsically with race right like you can't talk about rap pretty much without talking about vanilla uh, ice yeah <laughs> Or it has its or roots. Whatever. It has its roots in African American culture in the United States. Like that's it originated. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I don't want to. I'm not a rap historian, so I can't say who. I know there was. Um, oh, geez, Grandmaster Flash and the. You know that that song is often credited with the first ones, but there were instances of like like um you know DJing was a thing. At, at parties before rap was there and you'd have people sort of hyping or announcing and repeating things. And so there's sort of a confluence of different um, cultural touchstones that led to just the innovation of rapping a full thing. And a rap song might be, you know, we, we, there's a lot of gangster rap. A lot of rap now is associated with crime or criminal activity or glorifying violence and, and misogyny. But it, you know, it has its roots in just rapping about everyday things like waiting for the bus or, you know, um, being a, being oppressed by white, you know, white people or whatever. So 
Um, and also, yeah. uh, I mean, you, it has to just be stated that, you know, you'd say rapping as opposed to it's it's not like if you're a rapper, you're not a singer. You know, it's it's sort of like it's different than singing, right? It's like it's a style of a vocal performance which has a different kind of tonal quality than singing, where singing is mel- melodic and and very um, like note based. It seems like rap is more is more akin to spoken word, as you as you mentioned, Bo. But but like I think that's the the distinct the distinction as well. Uh, you wouldn't I wouldn't call a rapper a singer. Yeah, well, some of them. I mean, some, if you listen to as much rap as I do, you can kind of, you know, some, some rappers do have a heavy music influence. So someone that comes to mind is Chaos, who is often considered a rapper, but has a lot of singing in his songs. And even when he's rapping, he may be singing, there may be a melody, there, there's a note pattern to how he's delivering the syllables of his raps. So it can range, but then you can also have someone who's just really like a DMX kind of guy who is just... Rawr, rawr, I, I fuck you up, you know, like, and it's just, it's more of this intensity, testosterone kind of thing. And then you get a wide range in the middle, I think. So it, it can be just, what's really important though it, to rap music is like flow, right? So, you know, having cadence, sp- saying, um, it's not that you're saying your syllables on time, but you're saying them, you know, just like you might have an unusual drum beat, you might have an unusual a series of syllables that you're delivering and it's the cadence that sort of delivers that you know that wow factor that, that yeah you that, still gotta have like enjoyment be good at it yeah. I, I i would like to just interject at this point because bo bo and mike have you know, bo's explained sort of what rap is and and mike's helped him clarify and all this i'd like to point out right off that i generally do not care for rap uh i i don't hate it like i hate bass per se but I I dis I dislike it pretty much writ large. There are some rap songs that I like, but for the most part, I dislike rap. So that's on the table. Second, secondly, I find that um, that rap is one of these difficult topics to discuss for me. Not because of the fact I dislike it, but because of the fact that most rap, and I'm not saying all rap, because there's some, you know, there's some great rap songs, some great rap messages, but most rap, the content of most rap is a, has a, especially current rap, has a lot of like we talked about um, everything from misogynistic to to, to posturing to, uh, to, you know, vulgarity, to all this sort of like bad stuff, essentially. A lot of stuff that I would consider bad stuff. And so... There you have this vehicle of to deliver content with that being rap, and then you have the content that's being delivered. So my issue really is just that like there are there are some rap uh, rap songs that that I like some some positive messages I think coming coming through, but the large swath of it is is bad stuff. And uh, like, do I separate the medium from the message here? You know what what do I what do I do? But I I think it's tough to argue that there's not there's there's not a lot of bad crap in rap right now. Yeah, I think that I think it's a fair point. I think. I think it's a dual, like it's a victim of its own sort of traditions, um, at least in terms of like an outsider sort of trying to understand what it is they're listening to. Because if all you hear is, uh, you know, I want to slap that ass and uh, it's my birthday girl, go down on me. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to cap these motherfuckers for stealing my crack cocaine. You know, like like when you when that's the limited impression you get and 
I say limited impression like I'm a denier. Like misogynistic and violent crime endorsing things are, are said and they're spoken in such a way sometimes that a rap can be akin to like a political candidate speech where this person is repping their hood. They're they're putting up their credibility as part of the rap. The, the rap that they're saying is their life. And and you know the support of the the people who support them need to buy into this authenticity in the artist much in the same way as you know you might say well I prefer the old real rockers like Led Zeppelin or you know give me a real bluesman like Lead Belly or or whatever your you know authenticity of music is not limited to rap but it certainly has this criminal culture that's a part of it that definitely um, even you know produces conflict in me when I listen to it because sometimes. I listen to a song and I'm like, wow, this is brilliant, but it's also very challenging. Um, you know, they, just an example that comes off the top of my head is this great song by the RZA called Domestic Violence. And we're in, wherein he's in this, um, he's speaking to a woman he's in a terrible relationship with, and he's just as bad, he's making it terrible too, but he's being abusive towards the person. And it's very uncomfortable to listen to, but it's, it's it's something to experience and to it's in, in, to enjoy. I mean, it's not an anthem you're going to go to a club and hopefully sing to, but there are examples of so- of terrible songs that people. Well, I think of sing. when I think of my go-to rap person is Fifty Cent. Yeah. Um, who? Everyone, everyone, <laughs> lots of people know who that is. At least. Well, in- I find him particularly funny. Like I would. Unit. I'm a motherfucking P.I.M.P. Um, right, right. It's yeah. he's just like he almost seems like a farce. His stuff is so glorifying of the underbelly of everything, like a sort of misogyny, pimping women, uh, money, violence—the very most base things. And but I can't take him seriously. Like I find to me, he's almost like Weird Al. Oh, but, speaking but- of which, I wanted to point out that. If you didn't know we were white before listening to this podcast, it'd at least be very clear that Crofton and I are quite white after this podcast. Because I, I tend to side with him in that the content is so focused on what I think basically amounts to glor- glorification of these kind of base things, sex, violence, money. And that's what's like, well, I think of a rap video. I think of like, you know, a Lamborghini, some girl shaking her giant ass in front of the screen while some guy like flicks hundred dollar bills off a wad with his gold chains all around his it's just like it's 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 sort of what's putting out there is what you want to achieve is the most superficial things in life. And you can say it's poetry and it's true that it does come from the backdrop of often some of these artists are coming from um uh very poor circumstances and they have made it in terms of being having money. Uh but I just think it it it's it doesn't speak to like any issues in the world that are well, at least the, I, I'm talking again the broad stereotypes about rap. I know you could find individual ones that are like you know have actual interesting messages, but generally when you think of rap, you think of kind of gangster rap, and it's always just like have sex with lots of women, make lots of money, kill lots of people who you don't like because I'm a gangster, and I just ah, I don't know. I have a hard time finding the value in that, even if it is authentic to the culture from which they come. I mean, it could be that, that those cultures suffer from major problems, uh, and that we should be addressing instead of just glorifying. Yeah, I. It also, you know, for like just a couple things, like the Fifty Cent thing too. His rise isn't just that his music was good. He had a lore story attached to him, where prior to his album getting released, all the talk was that. 
you know, somebody he had a feud with, uh, you know, walked up to his car and shot him eight times and he survived. Like, you know, I never, you know, all the white people like, oh my God, it's a real gangster. This album has got to be the real, you know, authentic sort of deal. And that, oh, well, go go, yeah, if you want to respond on that point, go well, ahead. Well, so I was, I was just going to say that, that brings up, like when you mentioned the authenticity thing, that brought up, um, and, and the sort of representing, uh, I, it, it's rap is one of those like all music has its feuds, but rap is intrinsically tied with feuding. You've got like um, West Coast, East Coast, you know, Biggie versus Tupac. You've got uh, what was it, Nas versus Jay Z? Like you've got all these, you've got all these beef fe- it's referred to as beef. Yeah, whatever industry all beef. The- all it is, uh, I find, is unhealthy machismo, and 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 uh, I've all the the biggest rappers. And j- just as I, I'm ranting on this, what is the deal with Jay Z? He has got more like number one hits than pretty much any artist since Elvis or something ridiculous. But I have honestly it, tried to get into Jay Z, and he just sounds like. Like any sort of other rapper rapping about like money and status and violence and all this sort of stuff. Like as much as like this is going to definitely out me as a whitey, as much as as he gets um, sort of pe- people get down on him, Eminem at least raps about substance. It feels like anyway, like he's – some of my favorite rap songs are, are, are from from him and rapping about uh, sort of experience and, and this sort of thing. It – it, it seems more than what Jay-Z is saying, yet Jay-Z is like this huge mogul, crazy, crazy guy, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I'm, maybe I'm... Yeah, my, my, I, my take with, on I, that... Oh, go ahead. I, I agree with the Jay-Z thing as well. I don't get it. Like, and there's other rappers to me, like, I, I would find 50 Cent's songs, like, as horrible as they are in terms of content, much more catchy than anything I've heard from Jay-Z. I don't get him either. And I was going to also point out... Um, you know, when you find the, the ones that are good, I, I find uh, Kanon, a Canadian dude, some of his stuff's actually kind of good. Uh, but then contrasted with Drake, who I really, really hate, who seems to be on the uprise uh, and is like trying to. Well, there are they're different generations. I mean, Jay Z, I think, is in his 40s. Like, we're, well, yeah, we're, but we're no, talking those about. Two aren't, you know, the same generation. Like, people like Lil Wayne and, and Drake and all that are sort of appealing to, I think, a younger audience and they're part of a younger generation where I've listened to lots of Jay-Z and lots of Eminem. And I think the reason, you know, Eminem is more relatable and the reason for his success is that uh, he's he's put him, he's been his genuine self, putting his personal problems out there, showing his flaws, and they're a lot more relatable. My favorite uh, Eminem line ever is... Um, uh, I don't quite remember, but something he's, he's not the first uh, white person to to use black music so selfishly you know since El- or no he's the worst thing since elvis presley to use black music so self selfishly to make himself wealthy something like that and you know it's like <laughs> he's just like out there being like yeah i'm like co-opting black culture just to make myself rich so fuck you guys and that's i that kind of thing is is more relatable because it's kind of comedic and it's there's kind of some truth and we're having a race conversation in the country where something like i mean jay-z's songs might be you know, there's one song that's just about how he can hire someone to have you killed. So don't mess with them because he's rich and he knows a lot of hood people. <laughs> I'm not going to use his term. And he can have you killed. And it's like, that's, it's just, okay, that, you know, you don't respond to that because it just sounds violent. But perhaps this this does connect on some level with certain individuals. 
Um, but before I get any deeper, we're talking a lot, a lot about it, the gangster thing. And I think if you look at black communities, you can't just say, well, it's like, well, it's black. It represents black communities. Cause I think that this is a culture within the black, within, you know, African American, African Canadian, like within black culture, it do, it's not representative of the, the vast majority of it. And the mo, the majority of people who buy rap albums are white or, or they're not black. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Um, so I have a huge problem with that, the, by the, the way. Like, so, but some, you know, like I'm a big fan of Aaron Gruder who does the boondock uh, cartoon and comics. And he's a huge critic of BET as, you know, the black entertainment television is, is doing nothing but reinforcing stereotypes about African-Americans. You know, they all like to shake their women like to shake their booty and twerk and they're sex objects. And men just like to rap about money and guns, but they're really all just gay and just like looking at themselves in the mirror. And it's, it's really a facade and it, it, it holds down, you know, the, the black community in North America. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, our conversation is about those depictions we see as people who maybe barely scratch the surface of what's going on in that culture. And it's actually a real travesty. Um, so there's that going on with rap music. But yeah, no, I, 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 I do agree with the sort of the layers and the importance that rap, uh, plays with a certain, you know, certain community. Uh, Bo, you mentioned white people and rap and like my brother was really into the Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan forever. When, when he was growing up and that sort of stuff. And then kind of like became an athlete and was like, you know what? I am way too white. Uh, and, uh, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you have to be Black to like rap, that's not at all the case, but the sheer n- amount of suburbanite white boys that like rap is, I, I find, is distressing. It's like they're living vicariously through what is uh, admittedly an unhealthy lifestyle of like, you know, uh, celebrating drive-bys and prostitution and stuff like that. Not all rap is like this, but a large, large part of it, a large enough section swath of it that we have to, like, we have to address it. It's really, you cannot untie rap. Like, like Macklemore last year released that song that was all about sort of, you know, love and, and against homophobia and all that sort of thing. And, and, and you, for every one song that is focused on love, there's like at least a hundred songs focused on, uh, machismo and aggression and that sort of thing. And I I don't know, like it's, it's, it's tough to get behind it. It's tough to, aside from liking the beats, I mean, it's hard to be like, I, I don't see the value. It's you know what the funny thing about it, and I was just thinking about this in the suburban culture. My brother also was very into rap when uh, <laughs> when I, when I, was, I think he still kind of is too. He likes it, um, but I think if you think about music and you think about especially you know teens, you know I think rebellion is part of music, especially when you're young. So if you want to annoy your parents uh, and you're a white suburbanite boy or girl i guess for that matter uh liking rap when your parents <clears throat> when the, the rebellion of their generation was rock and roll uh you know which now seems so vanilla uh compared, compared to rap so i see how it serves that purpose to just differentiate your, yourself so if you want to rebel from whatever the mainstream culture is um 
if you're a youth or just in general, you don't, you don't want to identify with whatever mainstream culture, uh, rap music provides a very stark alternative, especially in like the kind of white, uh, white suburban to be like, okay, well, I listen to gangster rap. It's like, well, that's as different from wh- what you're actually from. Now, I agree. I agree with everything you said, Crofton, in that it's pretty, it's kind of obnoxious. It's totally not authentic, uh, but it might just be used as a way to rebel. I mean, it's not, it's not genuine, but it can still be that statement, I guess, for some people. Yeah, I, I think, I think there's, there's a, like the reason why it's, it's a, it's a conversation worth having is because it's very much a cultural uh, touchstone of you know society now you know it's a, as much as violence in video games and misogyny uh, just generally like the rape culture conversation that's happening even in Robin Thicke's song which I'm willing to agree but I don't quite see it the way other people do not saying it's harmless or not about nothing but you know there are conversations about the depictions we're seeing in culture and um then there's a conversation about the art form itself, and so these these notorious and, and pop, like really, Fifty Cent is like pop music, like these pop renditions of an art form. Sort of, we throw the baby out with the bathwater, and there are some absolutely brilliant musical artists who are maybe still making, you know, there's still violence and misogyny in the lyrics that they're still making something very special and well, very kind interesting of, but, to I, to. but I mean like you were just saying about that you mentioned that blurred line song which has some rap you know it's yeah, I, I, guess I guess Pharrell's in it or something yeah, yeah but like look at that song and and okay it is it's called blurred lines and it's about it's basically about sexual a, assault yeah it's a pop song though yeah but it's got rap in it but whatever I mean it's you made by one, industry though it's pop can, interests you, you could find a litany of rap songs that basically have a similar message. Uh, and right now, especially, uh, especially at least in Canada at the moment, where we have people like Gian Gameshi and sort of some of our MPs in Parliament, where sexual harassment and sexual assault is becoming a much more prominent uh, topic again as we're thinking about women's, women's rights, women's rights to safety and that sort of thing. And then having a kind of genre of music which routinely sort of objectifies women, promotes violence against women, uh, like that's a dangerous thing. You know, when you're we're trying to promote rights, safety, and security yeah. on the one hand, and you, we have a pop culture form which is like legitimizing this type of behavior, it's not good. And and, and I I think especially when it's going out to youth or consuming this stuff, there is there are some you know most kids are not going to like just say oh yeah this is who I am now. But some of the messages might sink in. They might want to live this lifestyle for real, and there could be issues there. There. Are- you know, well, there. Yeah, I just want to quickly like there are issues there, but you have to also remember the you know the freedom of artistic expression is part of creating art. And yes, there's an industry, and maybe there's some sense of we have to be responsible about it. But if someone wants to write a song about their deep dark desires, and people enjoy it and buy it, um, you know, like what came first here, the chicken or the egg? I mean, the person is expressing themselves, and it's a way you know, that makes you uncomfortable, but the art, you know, the people don't design art or shouldn't be if they're doing, if they're doing it, I think from a genuine place to be like, well, I better make a socially responsible song about murdering my wife for cheating on me. Um, which is like, you know, every second blues song. But, but yeah, like uh, thematically rap, the blues 
have a have a general theme like i've got the blues i'm down on you know myself my situation or whatever that there's there's a theme associated with the majority of blues and i think there are themes associated with almost every type of music if you look at country music you can probably pull out three major themes right rap has major themes associated to it almost all of which i have issues with right and um and, and mike was mentioning recent recent uh, things here in Canada. Well, right now, Bill Cosby's going through the ringer in the States for very much um, similar uh, similar issues, which is that uh, he's been accused uh, by multiple women of, of, of rape, um, the calls that were ignored up until recently as society sort of moves forward on this. And Bill Cosby, the reason I bring him up in particular, not just these things, is he's always been talking about about how bl- young black men need lead stronger role models. And he has been sort of like uh, making making points against the content of modern rap music. Meanwhile, he's being accused of, of living sort of a lifestyle that you see reflected in many, in many rap songs. There's just like, it's very, it's very cyclical. Like Bo, what came first, the chicken or the egg? You, you, you rap about, about your life, but if all rap songs are similar lives, similar themes, uh, and and then it encourages people to to follow those themes. It's just like it's it's an I see an unhealthy cycle there. There are so many things you could sing a country song about. There are so many things that you could rap about, but yet it's always the same things in both those mediums. Yeah, it's, it's about our humanity. Like when you were saying that, I was thinking of you know one of one of the few country songs that I know and that I love. The Folsom, I don't quite remember the name, the, you know, Johnny Cash's Folsom Prison, right? What's the most resonating line from that? I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. That's like the best line of the song. Not because I wouldn't want to be that guy that gets shot. I wouldn't want to see someone get shot. But it as is a work of art. You listen to it. Maybe the hairs on the back of your neck raise up. It's evocative to you. And, um... And I'm not suggesting that every G-Unit song or whatever, you know, the the violent thing du jour is necessarily going to reach that level. But that's, you know, you can't just pick and choose like, oh, yeah, that's that's cool. But no, no, that's just clearly propaganda for violence. The thing is, if you think of country music, it's not like most of it's about killing people. But there is a lot of rap music. I don't even have to listen to rap music and I can think of a bunch of songs where it's about killing people. Uh, it's just it's much more common. I think that's what Crofton's saying. Uh, and it, I think it's hard to argue with that. I think whereas when you find that Johnny Cash song, that's kind of more of an exception generally. Uh, and when you find the rap music that's about social conscience or issues, which they do exist and there are artists out there who who use the rap genre for uh, really noble purposes I, f- I feel like it's not the mainstream of yeah. that genre no it, it isn't the mainstream of that genre but i think that you know if you looked at any genre in pop pop, pop music today you would find that the really good stuff is on the periphery for the most part the amazing stuff is very rarely what's popular so in rock music you've got why is nickelback popular they write right. nothingness like it's it's an Ab- exercise in existentialism. Like Absolutely. You're, you're right. The good stuff often is on the peripheries, like the independent stuff. I, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of that stuff. I think what we're just arguing is that the core, that where, where Nickelback is, is fluff that adds 
pretty much nothing to society. Um, I'm making the the argument that not you know ninety percent plus of rap music is actually damaging. Uh, is 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 the opposite uh, uh, of Nickelback in that it's doing something and that thing is negative. Uh, Nickelback's negative on my ears. Rap, <laughs> in my opinion, is negative on my ears and emotions. Right. So so that's where you can find like I like. I like uh, the Canon waving flag song, or I like the Eminem lose yourself song. I, li- I I like those songs. I honestly do. Uh, but are those songs for me worth the rest of the package? Right. And and I think I know where I you know where I stand on this. It, it as soon as you like something, and 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 we talked about violent video games. We've brought them up many times. We talked violence and media, all that sort of stuff. And I made the point in that conversation, or. Or, or, or we all sort of made the point that that I like it. I like violent. Uh, I like violent video games. I like all video games, most different types of video games. But I don't mind the violence in video games, and therefore I don't have as big an issue with it because I enjoy it. I don't enjoy rap music very much, so it allows me to to have a bigger issue with with the themes in it. And I know that makes me hypocritical on one and not hypocritical on the other. But where it comes to rap music, I can just see what's wrong with it, yeah, really. I guess that's like me and country music for sure. I, you know, it's, it's talented stuff, but I'm just like, uh, Lady Antebellum, go die. And I'm like, that's so mean. Why do I feel that way? Um, no, that, that's all, you know, I think that, that's all very valid. Um, I wanted to add one more thing before uh, maybe we get to verdicts. I don't know what you guys have, but um, I uh, wrote an op-ed piece on, in the defense of rap music back in the university days in the Queen's Journal, <laughs> where my basic thesis was that, um, you know, everyone's like rap was just invented. It's this kind of new music and it's got all these things. And I was like, well, we've been rapping since the dawn of time. Um, you know, like in Europe, you know, in medieval ages, you would people would be reading poetry at the tavern and it would be about their love. Um, and in particular, Shakespeare's sonnets very much have a similar approach to syllabic structure and, and rhythm and cadence. Like they're meant to be spoken aloud. You know, not in the same way that rap music is. It's its own distinct form, but it's certainly, like, it's not new in the sense that, like, oh my god, this is crazy new art form we've only had for 20 years. It's actually a part of a long tradition of, of, of poetry. And in this particular case, we have digital instruments that allow us to make these repetitious patterns with drums and sounds and samples and all that kind of stuff. So, um, And I was very uh, pleased to find out that um, I'm a, kind of a fan of David Mamet's stuff. He's an author and a playwright and all that. And he recently wrote an essay uh, about the same thing. And, and now I have the pleasure of knowing I scooped him in the Queen's Journal like 10 years earlier. <laughs> Take that, David Mamet. I beat oh, you. David Mamet slam. Anyways, enough. I don't bragging. think of David Mamet as like the defender of rap. That's interesting. Yeah, well, it's they it's, both like the F word. It's validating. It validated sort of my take on it, anyways. Which I don't know. It might just be the two of us, me and good old Dave. Anyways, um, yeah. I can't. So. I can't wait for a remixed rap version of Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Yeah. Well, that, that would, you know, a rap Starring play, Ludacris. A rap play is something I'd be interested in seeing. I think it could be done, but... Ludacris would play the Al Pacino character. <laughs> Are we ready for Verdict? Uh, yeah. I guess I'll just lead right into it first since I'm on a, I'm on a roll right now. Um, 
there like we talked a lot about you know in doing a show about rap music it's all, I'm always a little like I have a bit of trepidation cuz I know we're going to talk about Jay-Z and 50 Cent and uh Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne and and you know Wiz Khalifa and TI and all these gangster type rappers but there are so many non-gangster rap acts out there that are simply amazing that still maybe have have something to learn in terms of misogyny that's a conversation we're having everywhere you know, but groups like a tribe called Quest, Wu Tang Clan, MF Doom, Talib Kweli, Most Def. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. Chaos. I'm a big fan of Chaos, and he's a Canadian guy. And you don't often hear someone being like, "Yeah, I love that Canadian rapper." Um, there are a lot of, uh, you know, even MC Hammer in a way. I had an MC Hammer cassette tape back in the day. You know, that guy was too legit to quit, and you know, you couldn't touch him. But like, there was no like killing people in his rap songs. And it's like, so I hate that we confound uh, rap music sometimes with with a lot of the stereotypes, but I think that that happens on almost nearly every sort of musical genre that we have in popular music today. So um, I don't let that phase me too much. Oh, I also want to drop Deltron 3030. If you like science fiction rap, that is the album to get. I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that hip-hop is, yeah, boy, good. Oh, I'm so whack. I'm wickedy whack. <laughs> you, mean, you mean rap, right? Not hip-hop. Yeah, rap. I mean, yeah. Rap music. Aren't they kind of intertwined? No, they're, they're, they are different. And uh, they're different. Yeah, but hip-hop a, is the broader cultural it's, thing. It, it, they're very much intertwined, but separate. It's like debating. I don't know. It's, it's one of those useless debates. They're, they're so similar. It's not worth debating. Oh, okay. I, th- I, uh, I think it's not just – I'm pretty sure it's also a um, – it's also a music thing, but anyway, I'm uh, I'm I'll go next just because uh, so rarely does do I get such a confluence of events like this where where I dislike the medium but also the message really. And at at the beginning, I I mentioned that I mentioned like you know there are some rap songs I like, and can I get down on rap just because ninety percent of it I think is toxic and vile, right? Uh, and uh, and I thought I thought about it more more I thought about it I'm like you know what I don't even really like rap period like even if it was all happy I, I mentioned that Macklemore song I don't really like that song I like a couple of a couple of songs I mentioned and stuff but generally I don't like rap just like I mentioned not liking bass uh, are there bass songs that I like yes lots of are there bass. Ra- are there rap songs that I like yes uh, but th- the reality is that. Uh, most of rap is got themes and tones that I don't care for, that I think perpetuate a, a cycle of misogyny and violence, uh, and add to that the fact that it's not very nice in my ears, and it's very easy for me to not even say that rap is bullshit, which it kind of also is, but to say that rap is bad. <laughs> There you have it. Um, all right, and um, to make it uh, uh, a full spread, I'm going to say rap is bullshit. <laughs> and <clears throat> the reason it's bullshit uh, is because it's just a genre. It's just a genre, right? I mean, it's 
it's it's neither good nor bad in itself. I mean, it happens to be one that is mostly filled with sort of low bass messages. But there's lots of other content like that. There's lots of other genres or things that have a lot of negativity to them. But they're just a thing. Like, I mean, if you thought of the internet, I mean, it's mostly porn and snuff sites or something. But it's, you know, it's just a thing where there's information on it because there's a lot of bad information. It doesn't mean the whole thing's bad. And rap, you know, it's got some people like it and it can have its positive influences. But really, it's just a genre people, I think, and it's been swayed a bit to the to the negative uh, in its mainstream uses. But, uh, yeah, it's just it bullshit. It's just a genre. All right. Well, we got the full spread going today, guys. Yeah, no. Uh, it's funny, though. I will say, and not to, to pick on rap any more than I need to, normally I come out of conversations like this, and I especially when I'm sort of one polar of a discussion, uh, and I sort of feel more like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm giving this a hard time, or this has broadened me to a greater thing. But really, following this discussion of rap, I'm still wholly in my corner of <laughs> thinking that it's worthless. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what that says about, about me or about rap, but uh, there you go. Because It's funny, though, because I would just when I was going to say that, because I would point to the and you pointed to your own hypocrisy earlier across about the video game thing, because I'd be like across the board, they're pretty violent and main the main sort of thing there. So, but, you know, it, you're, you're right to say it's bad because you don't like it personally as well. I feel like that rounds it up. Yeah, that rounds it up. I think rap music too can feel more real than a video game. Like even though like it's depictions of violence, where like I said, some of the some of the rap music is that authenticity. Like I actually rape women, and you're like, that's not cool, dude. Why are you rapping it? Like I can't. Like (laughs) you know, and I don't like that kind of rap, but it's out there. All right. Um, So if you want to rap about something that we said on the show, if you have uh, an endorsement for rap, you want to like big up it or if you want to say that rap is whack um you can send us your iggity email to uh goodbadbull at gmail.com and we'd love to read your email on the is air um if you want to find out more about us you can visit our website at goodbadbull.com <laughs> and um, there you'll find uh, links to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at GoodBadBull and to finally subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or on RSS feed. Um, if you are in you know the iTunes environment, Stitcher environment, and you've listened to our show, like it, leave us a review. We love hearing your feedback and getting that on those sites as well. All right, uh, Mike, if our, uh, or no, I'm going to say Crofton, MC Crofton Steers, if our listeners want to find out more about what you're up to, where can they find that out? If our listeners want to tweet to me at Crofton Steers and explain why Jay-Z is a thing, I would appreciate that. Thank you. All right. That sounds good, son. And if our listeners want to find out more about you, Michael Hodgins, where can they find you? Uh <clears throat> They can find me listening to not rap music on my Twitter account at ML Hodgins. Word. And you can find me at Bo Schwartz. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just dicking around. It's not cool. You know what's funny? Um, I would just say the um, if it wasn't clear how white I am already, I would just like to point out that I think my favorite rap oh. song, my favorite rap song of all time is the Weird Al Yankovic version of the Ride and Dirty, I'm White and Nerdy. Yeah, it's so, it's so good and funny to me. I, I just, I it makes me laugh so much. And I'm like, and the rap is actually good, but he's so white and nerdy. 
guys know that I I, I wanted to be a rapper? Uh, yes. I can almost see your boner through the internet when that topic came up. 